he's Navidad, and welcome to episode 51 of Three Point Podcast. It's our first annual holiday pod. I'm the old guy with the beard, sports guy Santa, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5. Our cousin Eddie and social media guru is Matt Burns of ESPN. And our Lil Ralphie viewpoints will be coming from Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. We'll be checking in a little later with Ebenezer Jack Strap. And our partners tonight include the great folks at Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, Corona Public Schools, and our podcast studio, Z92.5 The Castle. Rate us and follow us on Apple iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud or TuneIn. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at 3PointPod. And tonight, well, we're going to be talking some Christmas memories, traditions, whatnot in this special holiday podcast. Do you like that, Jared? I came prepared tonight. Well, I, I thought you were going to go I with Tiny picked... Tim for Jared. I'll Tiny Tim, that's good. That's a good one. Because I, I just picture you writing that at your desk, you know, blowing off work again. Just <laughs> cracking up to yourself. <laughs> well, it got you laughing a little bit. so It did. It did. I appreciate it. There you go. All right. Well, where do we want to start here? We want to start maybe uh, with our, our favorite Christmas movies. And I, I know you guys probably saw my email. We were thinking about doing top five lists, but I think we're better off since it's a three-point podcast. Let's have some honorable mentions, but let's have our top three in our categories. How's that sound? That works for me. So do you guys get as excited for the ABC Family or whatever they, whatever it is now, uh, 25 <laughs> Days of Christmas movies? <laughs> I used to, but now that there's Netflix and everything like that, Matt, I have no need to even... I don't even really watch cable TV other than ESPN or sporting events anymore, honestly. That's true. They're all on Netflix or Hulu or something anyway. Right, right. Yeah, I don't I don't get into it. I do get into uh, some of the Christmas specials and movies. I mean, it's hard not to watch Rudolph or a Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, but as far as the Christmas movies, I guess we'll we'll start there and, and get our selections out there. Who wants oh, okay. to start off? First off, I just have to comment on what you just said. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman, A Miser Brothers Christmas, all those old-timer movies are so, so bad. I cannot imagine the times when that was appointment television. Wow, they are so corny. Uh, well, it, it, when I was young, Jared, I mean, Rudolph was a must-see for sure. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and now I watch it for the nostalgic factor. Yeah, I can appreciate I mean, that's that. like the whole thing about Christmas, right? The nostalgia and, mm-hmm. you know, just there's the sentimental feelings and all that around all of Christmas. I feel like that's most of it. I would think so, too. Yeah. But okay, Scrooge uh, Fattel. Uh, yeah, I can start us off. So my number three, and you can just tell, you know, sort of what I watched as a kid, and this is kind of how kids have changed since your generation to my generation. Mm-hmm. So my number three, uh, Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, and um, I don't know who the short little black guy is. I don't know his <laughs> name. I should I should have I should have wrote that down. I it's just escaped my brain. But those two guys are just dynamic duo in this movie. And my favorite scene from this movie is when he's like, there's like an 18-year-old girl, and he's in a Santa costume, and he's helping her like play pinball, and he's like got some line like, you got to use your hips, and he's like humping her from like behind into like the pinball machine. And then there's the kid in this movie who is just another one of those child actors who kind of fizzled out. He's hilarious. He's, he's And I know you're going to love this line, Ted. He's in an electric factory when he's on the camera. <laughs> as for my number two, and this is kind of, this, I think this might surprise you guys. What started off as the worst movie of what I thought was the worst movie of all time, my mom used to make us watch it every year on Xmas, on uh, Christmas Eve. It's in black and white. 
It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, geez. Uh, this movie, <laughs> somewhere in the last couple of years, just really flipped on me. So you, just, you think the classics like Rudolph are garbage, but you, you like It's a Wonderful Life? That's actually a good movie, though. I appreciate the oldness to it. I appreciate how they talk, the style. George Bailey's a baller. He's a baller in that movie. And I always, whenever I watch it, I always think, like, huh, what would be different, like, if I wasn't around? Would I have anywhere near the impact of George Bailey? Uh, I can answer that. Uh, hell no. Probably nothing would be different. That movie did have a young Donna Reed, too. That's not all bad. It is, and it's just—it's a good feel-good story, and it really is just... George Bailey's just one hell of a guy, is what I always take away from that mm-hmm. movie. And then my number one, I know it's cliche, but I just love it, Elf. All right, my favorite part from this movie is when Will Ferrell works at... I think it's called uh, Jingles, I think is the place where he works. And after the night where he goes through and decorates the entire place like as like a super skilled like craftsman with christmas decorations builds like the empire state building and stuff the his like uh fat like black boss comes in and he's like describing he's like looks like someone from corporate came in uh it's a little too good someone's gunning for my job if you guys hear anything call me on my walkie-talkie at santa's got a new bag (laughs) i just love that scene and then my also another favorite scene it's only like a two second scene from this movie but this is where i die laughing every time it's like reading, reminiscing on his childhood, just going through like photos of him in class, and all of a sudden you just start hearing like basketball sneakers like squeaking on the floor, like squeak, 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 and then it shows him like dunking on elves. I just that like <laughs> two second clip, I just die laughing every time just because of the basketball sneakers squeaking. But that's my top three. Pretty good list. Uh, bad, bad Santa, It's a Wonderful Life, Elf. A couple of my honorable mentions. Uh, I'll just throw the names out there. Uh, you guys probably aren't very familiar with them, but Family Guy Christmas Special. I love that uh, special. Stewie, anything Family Guy, I'm yeah. just 100% in for. That's and then good. another one, uh, Four Christmases. Not a very good movie, but it has Vince Vaughn, so I felt the need to just throw it as an honorable mention. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah, I'll jump in with mine. Maybe you'll be surprised. On my honorable mentions, I did have uh, Bad Santa. It's hard to beat Billy Bob in that movie. He was fantastic. Also an honorable mention, Christmas Vacation. I mean, Chevy Chase, uh, you know, the whole thing with Cousin Eddie. That was a classic. I also had as an honorable mention, hey, Matt, you won't like this. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my, my final honorable mention is uh, Trading Places with uh, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. That was a pretty classic flick. But my That's list. That's a Christmas movie? Yeah, I, I'd say it is. Yeah. <laughs> took place in christmas it's not we'll get into the diehard discussion but i I, no no we will not i cannot stand that discussion i I think trading places is a christmas movie but that's my that's my list stay away from it my uh my number three on my list it's elf for sure will ferrell james conn bob newhart i loved him in it he was he had some cameo parts in it but definitely a classic movie and you already touched on some of the some of the key scenes number two on my list Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, and uh, uh, the whole concept of a uh, big family, and they forgot him while they're on the plane, and and how he had to, uh, you know, take care of the house with the criminals out there, which, uh, by the way, they were classic as well. Uh, my number one, uh, it's on all the time. I can almost uh, repeat every line, but uh, it's a classic, A Christmas Story. Don't shoot your eye. Don't uh, You're going to shoot your eye out, Ralphie. So something that I always take, from that movie is they go to the Chinese restaurant on Christmas Day. And my family does my family does something similar. Yeah. My family does something similar. When we go to Jade Buffet in Owasso every year on Christmas Eve, my mom hates it. 
me, my brothers, and my dad love it. Do you guys think that's weird? You do it on think, Christmas Eve, huh? Yeah. Hmm. No, I think if it's that's your tradition, yeah, yeah, it's cool. You stick to it. I'm. Uh, this is a hot take for for anyone from from Shiawassee County, especially Owasso Corona. I'm not a big Jade Buffet fan. I I've only had it like once or twice, and it was actually like not very good both times I went. Um, he was still open. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you we can do this going. podcast anymore. What'd you say, Jared? I don't know if we can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, maybe it's because it's the whole buffet thing. Maybe it was just a bad day or something. But yeah, I, it just it, it didn't do it for me. It's been a while since I've been there, but I, I will admit, pretty much every time I've eaten there, I've I've enjoyed it. I, I like. I it. love it. I yeah. love it. I know it's not hot on our some of the fatels, but uh, I'm a big fan. I gotta admit it. Okay, maybe I'll have to give another shot next time I'm in Owasso. All right. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll bypass Culver's and I'll go to Jay Buffet. <laughs> well, how about your big storyline? How about your movie list there, Matthew? <laughs> uh, well, honorable mentions. I'll just throw them out. Home Alone. I like that a lot. Uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Love it. I, okay, uh, Love but... Actually is a really good one. It's on all the time. And the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Tim Allen, right? Those are, those are my honorable mentions. Number three for for Jared, uh, all the classics. I just put them all in there. All the classics: Rudolph, Charlie Brown's Christmas, Family Circus, The Christmas Toy. All of those. It's probably an, a nostalgia thing. Um, grew up watching them on on VHS, you know. But I just they're they're great. I just think it's they're all really cool. Uh, number two, I do have Elf. It, it is kind of cliche, like it has become like everyone's favorite Christmas movie, but it's hilarious. I feel like I could watch it any time of the year. And it would still be funny. Hold that thought right there, too. I don't know if you guys ever go to uh, plays, you know, uh, any plays, but they have Elf the Musical that's been making the rounds. I, I wouldn't mind going to check that out. Yeah, I, I saw that on Broadway, actually. Oh, uh, you saw I it? I went to New York and saw that. What did you think? Really good. It was amazing. I saw How the Grinch Stole Christmas on Broadway, too. Both were, both were really good. I cannot stand the Grinch story. I hate that movie so much. I don't know... <laughs> If it's because it scared me a little bit as a kid, but I hate the Grinch. I hate how he looks when he's a kid. That just makes my skin crawl. And I hate how the Who's look. Just like that whole movie is just, ah, uh, just gives me the willies. So you're talking the Jim Carrey movie, right? Yes. Yeah, he was a scary looking Grinch for sure. Now, how do you, did you watch the, uh, the 1960s cartoon with Boris Karloff? No, I haven't seen that one yet, and I know they just actually remade that one in theaters, yeah. and I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching that, because like I said, I cannot hate the Jim Carrey Gr- Grinch enough, so it's like anything is better than that movie, so I, I, I look forward to adding that to my movie repertoire next year. All Maybe right. it'll make a top five list. I, I remember hearing that Jim Carrey would have to sit in makeup for like four hours to right. get that done. Like that was That was all makeup. It wasn't like some costume or whatever. So that, that's pretty impressive. How about number one, Matt? Number one, Polar Express. Ah. My, my far and away, my favorite Christmas movie. I loved the book when I was growing up as a kid. That was like my favorite book when I was a kid. And then so when the movie came out, I was just so excited. Tom Hanks is great. You know, great movie. Yeah. Polar Express. I watch it every year. <laughs> that cracks me up. It's your favorite book. It's like, it's like 10 pages. It's like a picture book. Loved it. Good yeah, storyline. That's all you want. You don't want a 300-page chapter book as a kid. You want 10 pages. Cool did you, pictures. Did you see the movie in 3D? Yeah, yeah. I saw it in 3D a couple times. Yeah. Fantastic. 
that's the way to do it. And it's got kind of a local connection, too, because the uh, the, the 1225 steam locomotive is right here in Owasso, and it's it's one of the most popular things in the month of uh, from Christmas or from Thanksgiving to Christmas to take that uh, train ride up to Ashley or up to Mount Pleasant wherever it goes. It's a huge attraction. I know my mom and my family has done it, but I remember my mom did say it. You have to buy tickets like months in advance, almost. Right. Well, that'd be something for to to take your daughter on sometime. And I know Jared, you'll laugh about this, but we're already we're already thinking about things for the granddaughters. You know, Disney World's going to be down the road maybe four or five years, but uh, the twelve twenty five is also something that we're looking forward to taking the girls on someday. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, okay. Jared, Jared if you ever this. go on a date, if you need an idea for a date, maybe take take a take a lady on the train. Yeah. For a trainer. I think they serve drinks on it too. Go you ahead, normally, Jared. You guys normally give me pretty good ideas, but uh, <laughs> that one is not a good one. Uh, something I'm curious about with you, uh, Ted, are you going to do like the whole, are you going to get presents for your one-year-old uh, granddaughters? Oh. Not even one-year-old? Is there even a question? There's not, that, yeah, there's not any question on that at all. The, the, <laughs> in fact, the, uh, the parents, they're going to be shortchanged because <laughs> all the cash is going to the kids. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. And are you guys going to like do like the like opening like please don't tell me you're gonna like have them open it like they have no idea what they're doing they don't even what they won't even be able to open it. no are I mean, you doing that no this year i mean obviously the the moms will open up the presents for them okay it's just that whole that whole thing is just weird to me i don't know you'll, they don't know you'll, what you'll figure out. it out soon enough jared yeah yeah you'll, someday down the road you know i'll probably be long gone and you'll be going boy that uncle ted knew what he was talking about what type of what type of like gift uh, Santa Claus were you like uh, when your daughters were growing up, Ted? Oh. Were you a good one? Did you do anything cool? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I I I know I did. I just can't think of anything specific right off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, we we always made a big production of of uh, having great Christmases for the kids. I'm sure your mom and dad did for you guys. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember the biggest thing was they would they would leave like one or two gifts unwrapped that are, you know, from Santa, uh-huh. and just, like, running downstairs and seeing those gifts sitting out was, like, the coolest thing ever. Jared, you got something to say, don't you? Yeah, I'm just curious. I, I kind of want to ask Matt the same question. Like, what type of dad are you going to be? Are you going to be a really good Santa? I mean, I think so. We've talked about, actually, like, what we want to do with the whole Santa thing because, um, I don't know, there's been people throwing around, like, should you basically lie to your kids and tell them about, you know, the, the Santa story from the start and... Uh, there's some people I work with actually that have from the start, like when when they could actually comprehend it, they've they've told their kids that Santa's not real because they wanted their kids to know that their their hard-earned money is going towards these presents. It's not some some fake guy coming down the chimney giving them presents. So uh, we've we've talked about it, but I think we're going to keep the the magic alive going with Santa. So yeah, I'll probably live it up for a while. See, that's the key word right there, the magic of Santa. I mean, you nailed it right on the head. You had me worried for a minute because I I could see going the other way as well. It's logical, but uh, yeah, no, Santa's magical. There's no doubt. No, I my I, my so my dad put out the presents. Uh, like two years, so let me just, so me and my brothers are all like 20 years old and over and older. He put out the presents on Christmas Eve a few years ago, and you've never seen an angrier group of siblings than me and my brothers when he did that. That was a bullshit move, and he knows it. So you, so you so called him on it, it and then you, you called him on it, and he switched it back to Christmas morning? Yep, he doesn't do that anymore. It was a lazy move, and he knew it. <laughs> Well, do you guys remember when you found out that Santa was real? Because that Santa wasn't real? Because I do. I, Is, I, am I the only one that that haunted? 
Yeah, I don't, but go ahead and fill us in on your story. So it was probably when I was about 10 years old. I remember, and this is a pretty typical Christmas Eve. My parents were out shopping. Uh, we, we didn't know they were out shopping. We, we figured they were just doing something else, you know, when in actuality they were just being Santa. So me and my brothers were usually always home alone on Christmas Eve. And what that always <laughs> meant when I was home alone with my brothers is basically meant I was getting my butt whooped. Yep. So I got my butt whooped one year, and I was, like, laying on the – I was hiding from them, and usually my hiding spot was always underneath my parents' bed. And I was crying, tears in my eyes, just full of pain right now after just getting probably punched in the uh, arm. That was usually the move they did, or spitting a loogie on my forehead. They did that a couple times. Uh, So I crawl under my parents' bed, I look to my left, and there's presents. And I still remember that. Talk about adding salt to an injury. I was already in complete pain from getting my butt whooped, and now I turn and I realize Santa's not real. haunted me i will i promise i will never forget that moment it was the worst moment of my life well here's the most important question did you open up the presents at all and then re-tape them up oh no i'm all about the whole christmas magic like i said okay. we were pissed when my dad put out the presents on christmas okay. eve okay what do you guys do about like christmas I, I am so intrigued about like dad's life when it comes to christmas like what do you guys do with christmas lights ted i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna guess that you didn't put up a single one uh, you're probably right. I haven't done it yet. I was good. I had good <laughs> intentions, but, uh, I, I am going to put some on my front porch probably within the week, but, uh, I don't go, I don't go full bore. I did for a while there, but it's just too much work. The inside of the house I'm is decorated nicely. I, I love it. We, we get them up as soon as possible, like right after Thanksgiving. Like I, I grew up, my, my dad, we, we had a pretty awesome display at my parents' house. So, um, I just I always thought it was so cool to have some cool lights and some other decorations up. So I I'm all about it. Yeah, my dad he he's a, he used to do a good job with putting up uh, lights. Now what he does is he just changes out our front porch lights from the typical <laughs> like yellow bulb to one red bulb and one green bulb. <laughs> and and I remember uh like last year this like August like I remember we flipped on the lights for the first time in a while and we realized that we never like switched them out. Like, they were still the red and the green. But my favorite part about Christmas lights growing up was, I remember me and my buddies, it, it, we used to play snow football at night. And it was like kind of like the Sandlot with the 4th of July thing. It was like you were actually playing under, like, the football field lights, you know, when you had the Christmas lights lighting up the field. So that was always cool. Hey, you oh, play? cool. We, we used to get together sometimes and play some snow football. Yeah, that is fun. Where did you play at, Jared, in your front yard? Uh, in my neighbor's yard uh, uh, behind me. Okay. Scotty Birchmeyers. Uh-huh. Name drop. <laughs> so you're saying we'll just segue into our uh, favorite uh, memories or presents we got for Christmas. And so your favorite memory is getting beat up by your brothers and then finding out that Santa didn't exist. So that, that's your top memory, right? No. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I've gotten a lot of great presents in my day. Uh, my favorite, I'm going to get my least favorite Christmas memory and then it kind of ties right into my favorite Christmas memory. So my sophomore year of high school, I had just turned 16, and I mentioned to my parents that I wanted a moped. You know, I didn't even mention a car. I thought that was way too, you know, just, like, not possible. But then we opened up all of our presents, and then my dad pulls this move. Hey, I think you guys forgot something in your stocking. So we all go up. We walk up. We grab something. We grab our key, or we grab our um, little packages out of the stocking. I shake it. And I hear that it's a key. Immediately, my hopes are sky high. So my mom gets a camera, puts, sits us all down, has us open up the three presents right together. <laughs> we open them up. 
I, I opened mine up and I'm like, oh, it's a key. Like, oh, this is a this is a key to a new car. I was never been higher in my life. <laughs> but then I sort of realized it. I looked at it again and I was like, hey, I know this key. And right before I could like put put my mind to it, my brother Josh looks at it and he goes, Jared got a house key. He got a house key. I look over to the left. They both have brand new convertible car uh, key for a key that for a car they're gonna share. And my parents just didn't want me to feel left out. So they gave me a house key, <laughs> and I was I was the la- everyone started dying laughing with that with that happened. I've never felt lower. And the thing that was the worst about it is, I, you know, the next three hours, all we were doing is talking about the car. You know, from the gas mileage to you know how much it cost, you know how many miles it has. Set the radio pre dials on it. Put the air freshener, the tree air freshener, in there. It was just we had to go for the joy ride. And when you go with a joy ride for my, with my brothers. You're going to be gone for three hours. <laughs> so I've never, that was the worst. But then it leads into the next year. So I did know I was getting a moped, but what I was told is that it wasn't going to be here until February. So, you know, all I had to open up on Christmas morning was a helmet. And then I go through all my presents, you know, just the helmet. <laughs> and I think I had like a couple like socks and stuff like that. And then my dad goes, hey, can you let our, our, our dog's name is Bo. He says, hey, can you go let Bo out? So if you don't know our family, we wake up at like 3 a.m. to open up presents. So it's still dark out. <laughs> so I, I open up the door to let him out. And as soon as I open up the door, my dad flashes on the outdoor lights. And there's the moped. And that was just the coolest moment like in my in my life. And it was actually like a warm Christmas. Like it was one of those where there's no snow on the ground, like about 45, 40 degrees, 45 degrees. And I was actually able to take it out for a joyride like that day. So that was just the coolest memory of my life. Oh, that's a great, great story there. And that, actually, that moped you had was a that was a nice looking moped. Now I know you had uh, some tough luck afterwards with it. It broke. Yeah, it's uh, not running. Yeah, but that was a sweet moped. That's a good story. But I got to ask one other question. Truly, they got the convertible, the the hard top convertible, which was a sweet ride. Now, are you telling the truth? You got a house key. Yes, they gave me a how like that. What? How cruel is that? Like their hearts <laughs> were in the right place. That's really funny. Actually, <laughs> yes. I mean, their hearts were in the right place, but good God! Wait, wait a minute. Man. That that was the gift. A, that was your own key, so you could come in and out of the house. I get like I like I said like they said that like yeah it's your car too, but that was bullshit. I've never <laughs> out of spite, out of spite because of that moment. I've I've only driven that car one time. I don't drive it. I hate riding in it. I hate the car. I hate everything about it. <laughs> I love that story, man. I'd never heard that one. Oh boy, pretty good. How about you, Matt? Yeah, you gotta. I mean, you're asking about all these dad tricks and everything. I mean, those, those are some of the things you gotta do as parents, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, Matt. That's something I would definitely. You gotta do something. You gotta have them open up. You gotta have your daughter open up all of her presents, and then have the present she really wants. Have it come afterward. That those are the best reactions. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And that that's it's similar to one of my favorite memories. It was kind of it's like a favorite memory, but then it's a little bit of a letdown. Kind of a similar thing. We opened up all of our presents, did stockings, you know, did all that, got got all of our cool gifts and stuff, and then they told us to go out to the backyard and take a look, and uh, we had a brand-new snowmobile. But, like what you said about your moped, it was, like, 50 degrees and no snow. So <laughs> the snowmobile sitting there on the green grass or, like, the brown grass, you know. So it was one of those, like, we're all excited, you know, awesome snowmobile, this is amazing. But then we just get to sit there and, like, take pictures sitting on it. So that that was one of my favorite memories, and then we ended up uh, obviously having a ton of fun on it once we actually got some snow. But other than that, I mean, I I always, you know, the toys and everything, but the biggest thing to me were the video games. I was always about, like, 
I wanted for Christmas the new NBA Live or the new Madden or, you know, whatever game I wanted. And I would open that up, and I would almost bypass the rest of Christmas morning and just go start playing that game. I would, I mean, that's what I was all about the video games. I, I wanted the new Madden, NBA Live, you know, whatever it was. So those, those were always the ones for me. And then jerseys. I was one of those kids in, like, middle school, elementary school. I'd wear jerseys five days a week if I could. I would just I would just rotate my jersey collection and wear jerseys all the time. So each Christmas I'd ask for some new jersey or something, and and yeah, I, I loved it. Going back to school that when Christmas break let, let or when we got back to school after Christmas break, wearing my brand new jersey, it was awesome. Yeah, you know, you kind of fit in that mold too, Jared. You guys used to always wear the the different NBA jerseys. Mm-hmm. When I, yeah, and my when I normally got presents is we instead of like trading cards, like I always had like the six inch figure is what they're called little figurines of sports athletes uh and like you said matt we're a big time starting lineup no uh mcfarland figurines is what they're called okay okay and 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 like you said matt like we were always we were big time into the video games uh ncaa football was the gift every year that we got on christmas and the thing that was fun about that but also kind of sucked is my brother johnny he was the king of me and my brothers me and my brother josh and basically my dad too because he didn't play a whole lot of video games so we would go down play one game my brother johnny would play my dad every year it was like a ceremony they would play each other and then after that it was johnny's game to play and he always created a player and created like a dynasty league or whatever and then we didn't get to play it basically all christmas break it just became his game until he was bored of it so yeah it was fun for a second there when (laughs) we got the game but i never got to play them did you guys ever either buy or get a, a gift that was just a real dog the reason i bring that up is uh when we were a little older, you know, we'd buy in presents for, for our parents. I'll never forget your uncle George, uh, Jared, my brother, George one time. And my, keep this in mind. My dad never golfed around a golf in his life. And my brother, George, his main gift for my dad for Christmas this year was this floppy golf bag with no clubs, no balls, just a golf bag. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was i mean it was one of those deals where he couldn't even say man that's 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 a nice gift george he goes what the hell is this <laughs> he probably george probably thought it was great i'm gonna get my dad a new golf bag he did, yeah didn't he had work good, out he had good intentions but that, that was kind of a dud but uh some of my memories are christmas presents i i did come up with a with a top three uh, that I got, and this is all going to be dated to you guys. You're not even going to know what I'm talking about other than one of them, maybe. Uh, my number three best present was what was called Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You ever heard of those? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, yep. you, yeah, you get the two plastic robots, and you got your thumbs, and you, you battle the other guy, and you try to get an uppercut to knock his, <laughs> knock his head off. That was number that game's, th- that game's fun for about five minutes. Well, stick stick with me. I got number my number one was about fun for about five minutes too. Number two, yeah, I got a Lionel train set one year. Uh, it's a classic. I, it was probably from mm, maybe 1964, and, and I still have it. It still works. You can set the tracks up either in an oval or or a uh, figure eight, and. That's one of the best gifts I ever got. I still have it, so I mean, it, it held up. But my number one, the gift I wanted so bad, I was probably eight or nine years old, and I don't know if you remember the electronic football games where you have the oh, yeah. the plastic guys on the on the flat surface of the football field, and you turn it on, and it goes, yeah. they, you know, they, they zigzag around. 
I wanted that so bad, and, and I got it. I was so excited because it was the 1960s Colts against the Packers. You know, they had the authentic-looking uniforms, and so I couldn't wait to get playing on it, you know. And after we, we got all done opening up the gifts, I turned that thing on and played with it for a little bit. And then, I'm, I'm you know, I, like I said, I was 8 to 10 years old, somewhere in that range, and I'm thinking, boy, this was anticlimactic. <laughs> this is no, this is no fun at all. I think I may have played it that one time, and that was it. Yeah, I remember. I never actually played one of those. I definitely know what you're talking about, but I remember thinking the same thing. It didn't really look that fun. Right. Well, when I was a kid, it looked fun, but it certainly wasn't. You know, the game that that was from that era that still holds up is uh, the bubble hockey. You know, it's kind oh, of like foosball. I love it. We have uh, up in Bristol in one of the buildings on campus. They have a couple of those bubble hockey machines for for employees to play or whatever. Right. We would go up there and play for, I mean, like, longer than we probably should have anyway. <laughs> but those things are great. Yeah, I actually got one of those. It was like a little dinky, like a not quite as well made as like the ones you see in like restaurants and stuff. But I actually got one of those one year. Me and my brothers got it as like a, you know, group gift or whatever. That was awesome. It broke like a, like a couple years later. Like I said, it was pretty crappily made. But that was awesome while we had it. I would so. Um, would you guys rather play bubble hockey, foosball, pool? You know, like what of those games? What, what would you bubble rather play? Bubble hockey. Yeah, yeah, I'm bubble hockey. Yeah, I I like bubble hockey as well. Uh, how about shuffleboard? Did you guys ever play shuffleboard? Like the the shuffleboard. Bar shuffleboard. Yeah, like bar shuffleboard. Yeah, that's my favorite. I do like that, and they do have home versions of that pool. I back in the day, I played a lot of pool. That was mostly to meet the girls, but. Uh, it's a fun yeah, pool, game. a lot of fun, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, this is kind of like insider information or whatever. Jared, do you go up to Kirkhoff Center and play pool ever? No, I've, and I've actually, I walk through there all the time. I've actually never, ever seen anyone playing pool in there. I always really? walk my head in that little, like, game room. Yeah, it's not the thing anymore. Ted, I can just picture you at the bar. Yeah, I can put my eight ball in your corner pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, Pick a plank. I'm not going to comment on that one. <laughs> hey, we'll have our Christmas songs coming up next. I can I can imagine we'll have some variants there. But first, remember Rivals Tap House and Grill. That's the local spot to meet up with your friends, catch your favorite sporting events on their 21 TVs, weekly food and drink specials, all kinds of holiday specials. Stop on in Rivals Tap House and Grill, located on the corner of Shiawassee at M21 in Corona. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever Hey, this is Amy Herman, formerly known as Amy Kelly, calling in with my three favorite Christmas movies. You know, everybody loves the classics like The Grinch and Rudolph, but mine are a little more modern. Number three, Home Alone, no question. One of my top favorite movies of all time, not just for Christmas. Number two, and it'll probably surprise you that it's number two and not number one, but A Christmas Story. Um, everybody likes to see Ralphie shoot his eye out, especially my mom and I for 24 hours straight on Christmas Eve. But number one has to be the 1999 Fatal Family production of The Nativity featuring Jared Fatal as Baby Jesus. That for sure tops my all-time favorite Christmas movie list. Merry Christmas! Hello, Ted, Matt, and Jared. This is Joe from Vernon. I can't believe it's uh, been over a year since I've been listening to your podcast, and it seems like it gets better every time. Keep up the good work. I'm calling in to talk about my three favorite Christmas presents of all time, so far at least, because you know what they say, the best is yet to come. But my number three best Christmas present of all time was I think when I was about eight years old, I got an official Man from Uncle 
trench coat was made out of plastic, very thin plastic, like a garbage bag kind of a plastic. It was brown, and it had a lot of cool accessories. Like I remember it had a lighter that you could put a, a rubber bullet in. It was spring-loaded, so when you opened the lighter, the bullet would fly out and catch un, un, any unsuspecting spies that way. But I remember as an 8-year-old, I loved it. I felt like I was Napoleon Solo or perhaps Ilya Kuryakin as I went to my grandma and grandpa's for Christmas dinner. My number two favorite Christmas gift of all time was the year probably, oh, maybe a little later than that, maybe in my freshman year of high school when I got about a 10-inch black-and-white TV. And I thought I was Thurston Howell the Third with that thing up in my bedroom because I could only get one channel, but not too many kids uh, back in those days had TVs, let alone a TV in their room. So that was pretty special to me. And my number one favorite Christmas present of all time was I think in my sophomore year of high school, I got a hockey stick, hockey skates, and a puck. And anybody that happened around uh, the Chi-Town Dam Lake that, that winter thought that Wayne Gretzky was on the ice because I was that good. So I'm interested to hear what your guys' favorite Christmas presents of all time were, and I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Well, guys, uh, you know, you, you can't have a Christmas list without picking the top songs of all time. Top three Christmas songs. Who wants to start? Like a generic question, do you guys like Christmas music? Some people hate I it. I do. Like, they, they can't stand it when it starts coming on. I, Man, I like Christmas music a lot. I like it, too, and it depends what song you hear. But, I mean, there's so many good songs out there that even the duds, you can you can put up with listening to those to get to some of the good ones. But, yeah, I like Christmas music. I don't like to hear it. Um, starting, you know, November 1st. But when we get to about Thanksgiving through the holidays, I'm really good with it. I'm going to throw it out here. I don't think Jared is a fan of Christmas music. <laughs> no, I do like it. And, and this is actually might surprise you. So every year on Thanksgiving, we, we, we would go, either go to like Frankenmuth some years or we'd go to my Uncle George's in Indiana. And that would be like when my dad would start playing Christmas music. And my brothers would lose their minds whenever <laughs> that happened. Whereas I, so it's like because of that, like... I kind of grew like, man, it's not that big of a deal to me. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm fine with Christmas music. But as for, like, my top uh, three list, uh, a couple honorable mentions I had. These are both, like, country remixes, which is why I kind of kept them as honorable mentions, although they're probably my two favorite right now. Baby, It's Cold Outside by Darius Rucker and Sheryl Crow. And I love the Michael Buble, and the only reason I even knew this song is because my dad loves Michael Buble. Like, his favorite thing to do on Christmas morning, Alexa, play Michael Buble Christmas Mix. So that's what we always listen to. So I love that song. But as for my actual list, number three, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. I love this song. It's got the old 1980s theme. I always think of Daddy's Home 2, which is an honorable mention for my movies which is just a great scene at the end where they all sing it together. Just an all-around good song. My number two, and this probably should be my number one, but I think that this will should be on both your guys' list. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. You better not pile, I'm telling you this song is incredible any time of the year. My favorite part of this song is when he goes, Santa Claus is coming to town. And then my other favorite part of this song, and you guys are just being absolutely delighted with my voice right now, 
you better be good for goodness sakes. And then it's like the deep voice, you better be good for goodness The big sakes. man. Just a great scene. Bruce Springsteen is awesome. My number one, Last Christmas by Wham, with the explanation point at the end. <laughs> like the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC who thought this song but I mean the synthesized synthesizers in this song the 1980s feel some might call it a little uh, gay but it's not it's just, this is like just a great music song and I mean it's just a toe-tapping delight so that's my top three right there how about you guys not bad I've got some honorable mentions here uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Gene Autry the original that that's a classic everybody loves please daddy don't Get Drunk This Christmas by John Denver. I mean, that, how can you beat that one? Uh, Never heard of it, but continue. <laughs> it's a real song, too, by the way. It's a very depressing song. Uh, <laughs> little Drummer Boy from a variety of different artists out there. No offense to our Jewish friends out there, but I enjoy the I enjoyed the Saturday Night Live one, Christmas Time for the Jews by Darlene Love, and uh, the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Those are a couple classics on my honorable mention list. Also, the Beach Boys and Little St. Nick. That's a good one. But my list, uh, number three. This is uh, former Beatle John Lennon. Happy Christmas. War is over. That's just a tremendous song. It it, it holds up to this day and uh, one of my favorites. That's number three. Uh, The Christmas Song. Most uh, most people call it Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire by Nat King Cole. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. How can Jack you go a Christmas season without hearing that numerous times and, and get right into it? And then my number one, I kind of started off the, the pod this way, Jose Feliciano, Feliz Navidad. My all-time favorite. I, I like the song, but I don't know. You're number one. You're telling me you could listen to that like three or four times in a day? Uh, put it this way. It's solidly on my number on my top three list. I could shift Happy Christmas by Lennon to number one. But, yeah, I like Fleas Navidad. That's my list. I'm sticking to it. Hey, stick with it. And, it, you know, I think it's one of those on Christmas Day. Say you got Spotify or whatever, Pandora, whatever you use. If some of these songs do come up three or four times on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, I think it that it's perfectly fine. Yeah. If you hear Feliz Navidad three times on Christmas Day, you're going to love it every time. Sure. Now, here's a question for both you guys. When you put it on a Christmas channel or any other channel, then Jared knows how I roll, do you immediately change the channel when you hear a song that really is not your favorite, or you just keep it there until the next song comes on? <laughs> I forgot about that about you. Uh, Anytime. I mean, I know Jared, he he had a kick out of it coming home from up north with me, and I just had it on, I think it was the top 200 songs of all time on Billboard, (laughs) and I just kept it there and never never switched the dial. I can do the same thing on Christmas songs. You know, there there is a fair share of duds out there, but uh, I just don't change the channel. If it's a song I don't really care for, I just gut it out until the next song comes on. My wife, on the other hand, she'll say, oh, I hate that song, and then have to change the channel. I forgot, like, just, you completely just revitalized my memory on that. That was such a psycho move. I think we talked about it before in the pod. Everyone in the car was sleeping, Matt, other than him. And he was just, and you know he doesn't like this song. It's like top hits from, like, 2007. Like, there's no way in hell he liked all these songs. And he just sat there. 
four-hour drive. Just didn't change it once. Just sat there with his thoughts listening to it. <laughs> I just thought it was crazy. Yeah, I got to say, I'd probably switch it around a little bit. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, how about your your list, Matt? Yeah, so I, I kind of cheated again like I have a lot of times with these lists. I just went with albums because narrowing it down to songs is really tough for me. So I only have one honorable mention, the Polar Express soundtrack. It's my favorite movie, so the soundtrack is just fantastic. I, I love that soundtrack come Christmas time. Number three, there's a Disney's all-time favorites. It's like the Disney characters singing all the like favorite Christmas songs. It's again one of those nostalgic things. Like we we grew up listening to it. We had it on cassette. I think my parents had it on a vinyl, and now we have it on a CD. So that's you know probably nostalgic, but I love that. Number two, to show our generational differences here, probably from my generation, the In Sync Home for Christmas CD is yeah. amazing. People from the mid '90s, if you're, you know, you're an InSync, you're Backstreet Boys, you know, whatever it is, everyone knows this InSync Christmas album. It's it's fire, as Jared's generation would say. <laughs> it, it's it's a great Christmas album. And number one for me, and this would probably go back to to Ted's era, but oh, I love it. I don't know. I we used to listen to it at uh, a place that I worked at. We used to listen to it on loop. It seems like a Hall and Oates. Christmas album, Home for Christmas. <laughs> it's great. Every day will be like a holiday. Paul and Oates, I mean, they their their voices are amazing and them singing all the Christmas songs is fantastic. That's my number one. That's my favorite. My favorite Christmas album, Hall and Oates. That's pretty good. You know, when you speak of albums, too, I know uh, my wife's very fond of it, and I just thought about it. The the Carpenters. You know, you ever heard of the group The Carpenters? Oh, yeah. They yep. have a pretty good Christmas album as well. She had just a fantastic voice, Karen Carpenter, and, uh, you know, singing all the classics. And, and, and also, speaking of uh, singers, I mean, Mariah Carey, she has one of the all-time best-selling Christmas songs of all time, doesn't she? Yeah, All I Want for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, a funny story. I, it's a great song. I do enjoy it. But there's a side that I can't stand that song because I don't know if they still do it this way at Corona, but uh, my senior year when basketball season was just starting, you know, around this time, early December, we were having two-a-days. So we would go in and practice, you know, for an hour before school and then, you know, school day, and then we'd have practice after school, obviously. But that morning session – it was only varsity, I think some JV kids, but we had like half of the gym, and then the other half of the gym was uh, the dance team. And they That's were doing so their Christmas dance, their Christmas routine to that song, All I Want for Christmas. Right. So for that whole two weeks or whatever of our two-a-days, oh. morning, morning, we heard that damn song <laughs> on loop the whole time we were practicing basketball. We were just hearing All I Want for Christmas over and over and over. And it was one of those where like they would play it for like 10 seconds, Someone would screw up, and they'd have to start, start it over. over. They'd play for 20 seconds. Someone, you know, I, that is just, like, engraved in my head. That good is song so still. Still a good uh, song, but I can't get over that. I feel like you just took that right from my memory. Everything you just said was spot on. Yeah, they play the same part over and over again because they have to master it, like, 10 seconds at a time. Yep. And the king of all Christmas albums, Michael Bolton. 
I mean, Our Love is a Holiday, that's an all-time Christmas song. I, I just thought of it. I can't believe I left it off my list. This Christmas we don't need to get away, get away, cause I love What a song that is, and what a voice he has. <laughs> Phenomenal voice. Yeah, he's one of the all-time greats, without a doubt. Christmas music, though, like that, that's probably why I like albums more. I, when I was at Grand Valley, I don't know if, Jared, you know this mall, but there's a mall in Granville. It's a, a town just over from Allendale. And I worked at the mall over there when I was in college at a store, uh, FYE, sell like CDs and DVDs and stuff like that. So come Christmas time, we would just be in the store just playing, you know, Christmas music all over and over and over. So, so that's where that's where I listen to the Hall and Oates album all the time and the Polar Express and all these other ones. But yeah, I had a similar experience to that when I worked at Meyer last year during the holidays. Which, LOL, I worked at Meyer. That always kind of cracks me up when I say that. But um, good job. What's wrong with working at Meyer? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great gig. Gotta love wearing, you gotta rep the red. Rep the red, that's what they call it. So they play Christmas music basically from like November 10th until like a week after Christmas. And the song that would always play that just pissed me off every time, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> Who, I was gonna ask you guys this guy's about still that. making money on that. How? How is that even a good song? How is that even a popular song? It's so, so bad. And the guy's still making bank off of it today. Yeah, it's, it's one of those parody songs that really, you know, I mean, it was a novelty when it first came out. It slid into the Christmas rotation. I, I agree with you. It's pretty lame. It reminds me, there used to be a group called De Youpers, and that's, it's not De Youpers, but that's, that's the kind of music it sounds like. But, yeah, that's, that's a brilliant song. And there's another one about all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Who who was the the comedy group that did that? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. It was like I'm trying to remember who that was. Emo Phillips. Yeah, the grandma got run over by a reindeer. It was like a a comedy duo, wasn't it? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and, and the, I don't have a way to look it watching up. Watching the uh, watching the music video. The music video is actually hilarious. It was originally performed by husband and wife duo of Elmo and Patsy Trick Schorschreier. Yeah. There you go. Elmo and Patsy. Yep. <laughs> If you, if you get a chance, go to YouTube, if you remember, and watch the music video for that. It's strange. I will never. The least. I, it's a strange I will music never. video. I will check it out. So you guys are all about Christmas music, then, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not all about, but you enjoy it. During the month of December, let's put it that way. I, I enjoy it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve Hey guys, this is John from Corona Calling. I love the podcast. It makes me laugh out loud all the time. Uh, or randomly, I wish it was live so I could tell one of you how wrong you are. But in any event, I want to take, take a minute to share my favorite Christmas movies with you. First, our honorable mention movies, all the shows I grew up with. Rudolph, The Grinch, Charlie Brown, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, The Year Without a Santa Claus. I mean, how can you go wrong with The Heat Miser and The Snow Miser? But uh, number three, I actually have a tie. Scrooge with Bill Murray and A Christmas Story. Uh, you love, I love every movie with Bill Murray. He's a classic comedian, and he does a great job with that timeless tale of Scrooge. Christmas Story, uh, again, does a nice job of showing what it was like to grow up in the 60s and the 70s. And uh, who can't help but feel for little Ralphie? Uh, number two uh, on my list is A Wonderful Life. Uh, just a fantastic lesson on what's truly important in our lives and uh, fantastic acting, and, and I'm glad that that's a classic. But the number one Christmas movie of all time on my list is Elf. 
It's funny. Uh, you have comedic icons with Will Ferrell and Bob Newhart. It's clever. It's well-written. Uh, I love the classic scene when Buddy realizes that the fake Santa is in the department store and is just overall a feel-good movie for the holidays. I know my wife and I watch it every single year. So there you have it, guys, a definitive Christmas movie list from me. I want to thank you all for the entertainment you've provided this past year, and I want to wish the three of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and I hope you have lots of more shows coming our way. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in the winter wonderland. One more, uh, mem- like, this is kind of a bad memory I kind of just want to throw out there. It's kind of, it's kind of funny looking back, it just shows, like, my brothers, like, how kind of clever they were so i i never i still can't sleep on christmas night or on christmas eve like i literally still can't sleep like i said my brother uh johnny my older brother actually he still like wakes me up at like 3 a.m well i put it in quotes wakes me up i'm never really asleep and we go out and organize the presents uh it's pretty lame i mean we're in college like i said but i remember my brother one year or a couple years there like when i became a 10 year old like that's the cutoff i was like given permission as a teenager to track Santa. So he handed me his iPhone or his like iPod and he opened it up to like the Google maps or something like that. And he said, here you can track Santa. And somehow there was like a little dot on there that would like go back and forth between spots. And I just remember how excited I was when I saw that he was in Michigan. Like I couldn't get out of bed cause I didn't want to jinx it, you know, where I was out and he couldn't come to our house. But I just remember I was just sitting there like just so happy just staring at that screen all night. The Santa Tracker. I remember when that thing, like, came around. Like, that's definitely, like, a, a generational discussion. Like, I remember as a kid, like, going home from whatever Christmas party we went to on Christmas Eve, and on the radio they would say, like, Santa's over Argentina right now, heading towards North America. You know, they would say <laughs> something like that, so you get excited. But then I remember when the Santa Tracker came out, and you could, I mean, I remember it, like, being on dial-up. You would have to, like, download it on under your computer or whatever, and, yeah, you could kind of track it. And then obviously they had the app now, and like now we went and got pictures uh, for my daughter with, with Santa this past weekend, and like with the package for the photos, you can get like text personalized text from Santa. You can like have him call you <laughs> yeah, on Christmas morning and like send you send you like updates and stuff like that. And it's just like, I, where where are we going? Like eventually there's going to be like a hologram Santa like yeah. coming into your house or something. Anything for a buck too. I mean that's not a freebie, right? No, yeah, and that it was, like, part of the package, oh, you know, okay. like, yeah, you're having to pay for it and stuff, and I'm not going to use it. I'm not going <laughs> to have Santa send me a text. <laughs> I know one of my buddies, he said, like, he just, like, goes, say, like, his wife's number, he just, for for a day, changes in his contacts, changes his wife's name to Santa, and then, like, has her text his phone, so it comes up, Santa, ah. and then he'll, like, show his kids, be like, look, kids, Santa's texting me. That's pretty clever. Yeah, my brother, my brother. So when he was teaching, uh, he was like a special ed assistant, and he had a student that, like, to, in order to get him to cooperate, he was a big time Batman fan. So he changed my brother's name, same sort of thing, Matt, to Batman, and he'd have him text him, like, to keep the kid, uh, like, in line. So that's just sort of the same sort of thing. It works like a charm. Yeah, Does, not a bad idea. Did he text? I'm just leaving the Batcave. Coming to see ya. <laughs> kind of like that movie Big Daddy, yeah. and Adam Sandler dressed up dresses up as a uh, Scuba Sam, Scuba Steve's father. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, it's a good time. And you guys, there's like commercials too that always make me think it's like finally Christmas time. I don't know about you guys, but there's that like Hershey Kisses commercial where they like they're like bells and they sing, "We wish you a Merry Christmas." 
Oh yeah. Or there's like there's the M and M's commercial where the two M and M's like see Santa and like they both faint or whatever. <laughs> uh, there's just these commercials that like when they start popping up, you know it's Christmas time. It gets you in the mood for sure. And you know, yeah. you're in a you're in a, a special spot, Matt, with a young daughter. How old is she now? She just turned three. What an awesome age to be, and you know, have Santa come and the presents on Christmas morning. Yeah, you you and your wife do the whole tradition at home, or are you on the road? Yeah, we kind of. Since all of our family's still mostly back in Michigan, we've we've been going back to Michigan most of the time, so we will be this year again. So eventually, though, you know, we're going to have to stay home and, and do Christmas at home. Right. Well, it is definitely a special time of year, especially getting with the family. If your brothers don't beat you up too bad, Jared, I'm sure you'll enjoy it, right? Yep. And even if they did beat me up, it's it's sort of nostalgic in a way. So yeah. I would almost enjoy it. You just got to take it, right? Yep. So is it like, I, I, I just when I was going to ask, when I talked about the the snowmobile and Jared talking about no snow when he got his moped. So when you were a kid, Ted, do you like remember? I feel like I always hear my parents and you know family say like every Christmas there was snow and like, yeah piles of snow like and now it's like fifty degrees and it's like a spring day on Christmas. It you, seems like no, your parents are right. I mean, when we were kids, it was a rare, rare Christmas where there wasn't snow. I mean, it might have happened. Maybe once, maybe twice at the very most before I was 18, but it was always snow on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And quite often snow on Thanksgiving as well. Growing like when I was young, right. most of the time there being snow on Thanksgiving too, so. Yeah. It's crazy. It's the damn millennials. That's it. You're screwing up everything with uh, the global warming, Jared. Yep. There's something to it. All right, before we get to Jack's strap and get some of his thoughts on Christmas, I just want to tell you about the Corona Connection. That's a publication founded to create a platform for Corona residents and students to connect. View the entire Corona Connection paper online every month, both on Facebook and at coronaconnection.com. And also, join the Corona Public Schools winning team today. Find out why nearly 40% make it their school of choice. Whether young or old, it's great to be gold. All right, next up, let's see what's going on with one of our favorites, Jack Strap. Fred, Matt, Jerry, how you doing tonight? I'm in the Christmas spirit. And uh, based on that, the Strap family decided to get together and give you the following uh, Christmas gift poem. Here we go. Twas four months before Christmas in old shy town, we sat down to watch the lions and jets. What a beatdown. What a buzzkill. I no longer cared. I had no reason to believe that Patricia could take us there. The Super Bowl. No lions for me. I was downstairs cleaning my guns and arrows instead with visions of deer, squirrel, and sparrows dancing in my head. And I sat next to Jack with my new Detroit Lions cap, and by the end of the first quarter... I was taking a long winter's nap, even though it wasn't winter. All right, Jackie, give it here. Anyway, two weeks later, there arose such a clatter. We beat the Patriots. Perhaps the season will matter. Next up, the Cowboys, America's team. They're all good looking, too. Ezekiel Elliott ran for 300 yards, it seemed. And then we beat the Packers and Dolphins. I watched on my DVR. Then I got drunk and was fined and arrested by the DNR. Next came losses to the Vikings and Bears. Where's my booze? I decided to invest all my energy on Harbaugh's Maze and Blue. They beat Rutgers and Indiana. The stage was all set for OSU. 
I know I'll make my possum stew for the crew to watch the big one at the horseshoe. The team was faster and stronger, not lame. And Harbaugh whistled and shouted and called them by name. Patterson, Bush, and Chase Winovich. Go beat the Buckeyes and Woody Hayes, that son of a bitch. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. This is our year. We're going to win it all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly when they meet with an obstacle and mount to the sky. So down in Columbus we watched our maize in blue. Uh, they stunk up the joint. I ended up throwing up on my brand new shoes. I went into a funk, guys. My wife called me a drunk. I felt like I failed while my son Jake sat in jail. But as we get closer to Christmas, I'm becoming more content. I have family and friends, and, and Jake just paid us his first rent. I have good health for an 89-year-old man, and before this winter, Jackie and I will head to Orlando in our 95 van. I'm allowed to share my thoughts on this three-point podcast, and in November, local voters said that I can legally smoke hash. So life's not bad as I turn my thoughts to Christmas Day when my Savior was born. Uh, by the way, blame him. He made me this way. So to all of my friends on the left and the right, especially to Matt, Fred, and Jerry, Merry Christmas to you and to all a good night. Well, interesting uh, Christmas stuff there from Jack, that's for sure. But uh, I think that's going to that's gonna do it for our special. And you know what? Get us a nice Christmas present and share Three Point Podcast with all your friends and family. Subscribe on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, or TuneIn. Be a part of a future pod and record a short commentary or question and send to us at our podcast page. Twitter or Instagram. We're at Three Point Pod. You can also email us at threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks again to our partners, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, Corona Public Schools, and Z925 The Castle. And a very special thanks to you for tuning in and supporting us this last year. This has been a Sportsnet Michigan production, and until next time, thanks for listening to Three Point Podcast. Happy Christmas and Merry New Year. Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a holy jolly Christmas And in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year Have a holly Best time of the year Somebody waits for you Yes, sir, once for me Have a holy, jolly Christmas And in case